Hello everyone, Ruby's back for a midnight campfire, <laughs> also known as a TV plugged in with fire and amber and smoke flying by to give you like this intimate nighttime kind of vibe. So, from last where we left off. No, I'm not going to do that. <laughs> I'm going to focus on what we've been doing the last couple of days slash week and a half. I have a whole set of prompts and notes that I have to go through. And to start off <clears throat> on Sunday... And I think Monday. Let me double check. Yeah, last Sunday. And then on Tuesday, like two important women I was talking to just stopped talking to me recently. And... One of them I was starting to slowly get disinterested in and was more focused with a woman I've been really seeing a lot and have been really enjoying. So, um, one of these women decided to text me and let me know that um, she couldn't do this anymore just because the consistency wasn't there. And, I mean, it still hurt when I, when I heard it come out of her mouth. You know? But at the same time, I still felt like, um, there's not really much I can do with the situation. And... It just is what it is. Especially, like, with the way her family treated me and, like, the way she kind of interacted with me. I didn't feel as connected as I wanted it to be with her. I didn't really feel like I was clicking. I think it might have just been the sexual aspects of it that kind of, like, kept us in a summer fling mode or just some kind of, like, year-long fling I was, I think I was just trying too hard, trying to get deeper or see if I really liked this person, but it just didn't, it didn't feel right. Whenever she had interactions with me, it always seemed like she was trying so hard, like not to catch feelings or catch some kind of thing. And like the way she would speak to me. Um, even, like, during and after sex, she just, like, I don't know, she just would always say, like, she, it's, like, oh, it's, like, it's okay, or, eh, you can always, like, sometimes be better, or, oh, you don't have to worry about that, and I don't know, it just felt weird hearing that, but it's not really about that. I think the thing was is that I was caught off guard that she was very honest about 
how she knew that this isn't going to work, and I think I was just too afraid to say it. Um, so, it happened. I didn't really put up much of a fight. I just said, like, this, yeah, I'm, like, I'm sorry that I wasn't consistent with you as I should have, and whether we link up or meet up again, like, I hope stuff work out. And then the other woman has been my ex for on and off for, I think, three and a half years. And now it's official that we've decided that, like, it's it's done permanently. Just because I had, like, a long, 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 long text that was sent to her from just not being able to talk to her as much. And I got this vibe that the guy that she was seeing more romantically has become more serious. And just my body can sense that. So I'm glad I got that text. Or sent that text to her. And she sent a response back like a day later. I think on like Tuesday or something. And I just remember just like feeling what I already felt reading it. And knowing that this is like just truly the end. And I just kind of, like, shut down and said, like, okay, I understand. And said simply goodbye and just blocked her on everything. Because I just... I don't think she just really... Ever... Felt true affection towards me and it's a lot to even consider so now like I'm starting to like really feel it out while trying to catch up with other things going on with my life and working on projects and all kinds of stuff. So I'm like giving myself I'm giving like myself like six months to a year to see like how I really feel about this with like no contact, no nothing and going as long as I can can I because I'm only assuming that this my ex won't ever be with me in my head like that's what I assume now but if I like ever see her again and we interact with her again I think it'll be okay but in my mind I don't 
think that she wants to ever really be with me anymore, ever again. And I remember her bringing um, up to me that she could, like, that, like, physically, like, the last time I saw her, I remember I went to a hotel with her, and I, there was, like, this little moment where she said, like, I could see us maybe getting back together in, like, 10 years, and, like, even hear her say that, I, I didn't really honestly believe that, because she kept a lot from me, and I couldn't really trust that word from her, and... I'm just, like, really tired of, like, second-guessing myself and trying to invest time into a person that just does not care about me at all or cared about me the way I thought she did. And the interesting thing that I thought about was how I, in the last year or so, or, like, when I was in multiple situationships and relationships I was trying to like um Frankenstein this ideal woman in my head um by seeing different women and having them match my needs and what what are my needs are and like going to one person because she's like stern and like familiar to me Um, And then another one because she's sweet and she's open and another one that has a sense of like motivation and drive and like extrovertedness and another one that is a little shyer but like very responsible and like thoughtful about people and just caring in general. And I get mixed up a lot on like what do I want in a partner whether male or female probably female at the end of the day just because of familiarity um of like what this perfect woman is in my head and like what do I have to do to step up to the plate to keep this um relationship together cause it fucked me up like seeing that my ex wanted to be with someone more established, probably older than me, had a job that had a higher paying setup than me, just because, I don't know. I don't feel emasculated anymore by stuff like that, but it does fuck me up that she wants to be with someone other than me and that I can't provide for her in the way I thought I could and it sucks to hear that but I can't really cry about it because I invested time over and over again she's already expressed how she felt on and off since even the beginning And there's only so much I can say on that relationship other than, like, 
what I was doing to myself was toxic and it wasn't helping each other. And I'm hoping that I can grow from this situation and find myself a better partner or someone that I feel like can help me grow into the a better partner than I was with her. Um, because I had a lot of issues that I needed to grow out of and situate myself and ground myself. And the one thing that she was right about is that when I, when I was younger, I, because there's a three, three year age gap between me and her that I didn't get how even just within three years could just like change somebody and like how she needed more out of what the relationship was because I'm 23 right now and she's going on like 26, you know, going to 27, like closer to 30. And when I think about that on paper, like I, if I was that age, I would, I would want to be with a partner that had more stability, um, more consistency, more availability to be around and to live and have that kind of life to build upon together. That's that sense of foundation. And even me developing the maturity for that and have understanding that she can't work this out with me anymore and still be responsible about it rather than be like one of her, like her crazy ex and like ruin her life and go after her and like do crazy shit because that's not who I am. I'm not an aggressive person. I have those aggressive thoughts, but I would never act upon those in a way that could hurt my relationship with this person, whether we're not in a relationship anymore. That's just not who I am and who I choose not to be. And an interesting thing that I'm thinking of now is that um, a coworker of mine um, at my job as a teacher, she is in a new relationship with this guy and it's good to see her do her thing. And I, I had like a low key crush on her until like, I realized that this guy um, was more prevalent in her life. And this woman also had a child too. So like, I, I kept that in mind. I was like, uh, I don't think this is for me. So this new guy has been like, been pretty consistent with her and I remember like when we were working with some of the kids we took them outside to a park they like kissed for the first time I was like oh shit so like they're it's official like they're they're like a situation ship or like they're really seeing each other like that um when I was leaving work on Friday this same new guy was um at there at the same time with um the her previous ex or the boyfriend or at least the the father of her child or their child. And I I just couldn't imagine the energy of like being there as the father of her child and transferring the child off to her cuz like it's her child at the end of the day she 
pays the bills for him. She takes care of him. It's her full responsibility. And it seems like that they share custody of it. But I I just remember like being like, oh, I don't, I don't think that's him. I don't think that's the father or like the baby daddy or anything like that. Um, or it might be just a, a guy just walking by. So when I get out of the bathroom for, with like my backpack and like all my stuff like ready to go, I just see the father of her child's outside like wandering and like I already said hi to the new guy on the way down just trying to be nice because like my first interaction with him in person I was just kind of like brutish and like not really the most welcoming person that's a dick move on my part and I should have shown more maturity than that just because I had a low-key crush so it's it was stupid on my end so I'm just trying to be nicer and be more of a welcoming spirit because uh, like what what's going on for her is nice but I could definitely see and relate to how the father of the child felt like just kind of like dropping their kid off and then seeing like the new guy there so I know that feeling but At least I'd, I, I don't have to feel that feeling of, like, having my child being transferred over to, like, another guy's house, you know. The only thing I can do is just grow from the situation that I have going on with my previous relationship. And see I can where I can go from there. Because um, that's all I really can do. But I felt like that moment was needed and I didn't know if it was God or science or coincidence that it happened that it just it just made me like kind of like rethink things in a way in a new more mature format you know but yeah I just it made me rethink of a lot of things And then the other thing is like there are now two current women right now that I'm seeing. One of them I actually rekindled the relationship again. Um, we haven't talked for like a year. Um, and she's doing really well. The only part of it that kind of sucks is that she lives in like Rhode Island practically so it's a lot of work to go see her but I'm I don't know I just like had this like whim of a chance just to decide like okay like let, what can I do to like help the situation because the same woman like would drive all the way from Rhode Island just to see me and hang out with me and like take the time to like really hang out with me so I figured I like at least um pay it back to her in a way and compensate just by seeing her so I just like bought like a commuter rail ticket all the way to Providence so I'm gonna see her at some point today because I'm doing this at like 3 a.m right now um so I'm excited to see her 
um, and see how that goes. I'm not expecting anything sexual because, like, I I also just need to be more honest with my therapist because I haven't told her about me seeing my ex, and I feel really guilty about that and ashamed. And I'm going to talk more about that a little later in the episode and, like, how that correlates with something. But just to keep it with my train of thought, no pun intended, (laughs) um, I really want to see this woman and, like, interact with her because she, like, has her own space now and she's really welcoming me to, like, hang out with her and see how it goes. Um... And I'm I'm looking forward to it, but I, I'm not trying to take anything too, too seriously because I still have to, like, really work out what I felt with, like, my ex. And, uh, yeah, it's, it's a lot of work that I, I, I gotta go through, but I'm excited to see her. My only concern is, like, what I'm gonna do to get home. <laughs> Because I, I want to spend as much time with her as... Uh, and, and I'm speaking about the woman I'm seeing in Rhode Island right now, not my ex. but And it's tough to do all this without, like, saying their names. But, like, just for the sake of their privacy and the maturity of the conversation, I'm just going to leave it out. So... I'm just going to say woman number one, number two. Woman number one is the Connecticut woman. Number two, I will mention... That has been, like, the more serious, like, woman I've been talking to. So, woman number one, I'm just, I'm pretty hyped to see her. And I'm hoping that we can just, like, hang out, catch up on stuff and, like, see how it goes. Woman number two, I've actually been, like, really talking heavily, consistently, like, on an everyday basis. And... She makes me very happy, and she um, she's allowing me to have, like, these very constructive conversations about, like, the projects and, like, what is on my mind currently, and she makes me feel, like, really wanted and desired, and, like, I, I really needed that. And I forgot about it. And I know I mentioned this about last episode, but, like, it it felt really fucking good just to, like, really feel appreciated and wanted, but still not in a way where I'm second-guessing myself or... Um, I'm working for something that's not going to work out, you know, because I felt like with my ex, I was working towards trying to fix this relationship with her and it wasn't going to fix. Like, I, I felt like I was doing things for her as opposed to doing things for myself. So like, all the this hard work all this motivation and even like my therapist has brought up that like my ex allowed me to set off this catalyst of hard work but it also bled into me like overworking and getting overburnt 
and um, not finding the right motivation to like really do the art projects I needed to do and finding that time and motive. But now I'm trying to get like a good path going. But as I was saying, I'm, I'm always getting like too distracted. Woman number two is like really, really just like really peaceful. And she's been really grounding to me. And um, I went to on a date with her recently to an arcade in like Boston. And it was cool. Like there was a bar and you could just like pay a $5 fee and you could just play these games like all night. And you could like literally play a video game at the bar and they had like arcade games on the sides and you could play like Zelda uh, they had N64 controllers everywhere PS5s and then you can just like watch your friends play Mario Kart like from afar um, from tables away it's like it it was just a cool vibe I, I would definitely recommend it it's called Versus it's in like the Boston Common area but um, if you have, like, a group of friends and you want to have, like, a really fun time, like, outside of your comfort zone in a social setting, and you want to play old games with, like, pinball machines, skee-ball machines, all the way up to, like, early 90s, 2000s arcade machines and, like, modern games, it's the whole vibe for you. And the food's really good. Like, I had a pulled pork sandwich, and, like, it was super enjoyable, and... As I was going to, like, pay for my food, just, like, out of habit, I was, like, really consistent with just, like, covering the card for her to make sure, like, I'm taking care of her and, like, she doesn't have to, like, worry about it. She, like, walked away with, like, the menu and just, like, ordered it for me. So, like, that courtesy alone was, like, really nice. Um, and, like, I, I really appreciated that. And, like, I even asked for the bill just, like, just to Venmo her just to make sure like it's straight and like she's a college student so like I just wanted to make sure like she's getting compensated it doesn't ha like have to be like fully there I could give her half and half she's just, like don't ask for that I just want to make sure that you're you're fed so I really appreciated that um and yeah like like I have like long conversations with her about where I want to go with projects and what I want to do next in life. And um, I like hearing her have these conversations about her job as like a producer and like trying to work through the film industry and like hearing her out and picking her brain on like creative stuff. And it's exciting. And um, she's allowing me to like take leadership in like this role you know, like, she, like, wants me to, like, lead, um, this kind of bond, and likes to have me, like, I don't know, just, like, lead her around, um, take her place to place, she just wants to, like, stand by me and, like, help me out, which is, like, different, because a lot of the relationships I've had are, like, very woman-driven, and I, I, I felt like I needed guidance, and that might have been, not even might, that's probably, like, from just expecting, like, a maternal figure within these relationships because my mom didn't give me a sense of guidance or 
a, spe a specific maternal responsibility in me and like love and affection. So I kind of channeled it into these relationships and being more submissive and allowing these like beautiful stern women or like that were more independent and strong minded to like guide me. And it kind of like took my initiative in the backseat. So with this in mind now, like I'm taking more power and control into the situation without it being too controlling and um, allowing the woman in the relationship or bond that I can lead them and also give a sense of guidance and advice and have them still feel comfortable with me and still want to be around me and allow that masculinity to be in a healthy dose rather than just be annoying and be overbearing or just like fucking like it like abusive so it's new it's refreshing and it's pretty nice just to see that this sense of leadership is like bleeding into me and I like it because I felt like these feelings have been in me before but I didn't know how to say it because I was like driven to be submissive from my mother and like my father from fear mongering and telling me to stay away from certain things and not to do this because I was physically beaten or told otherwise not to do that. Um, so it kind of made me fearful and scared to do certain things. So now that I'm mature enough to understand I can take this independence and do this for myself, I feel more secure as a man that I can provide for myself and be independent and be liberated to do what I want. Like I, I can go to Providence to see this one woman. I can go and take these long conversations and walks with this woman around the park and remember memories of like certain dates from like years and years ago around the same areas and within Boston. And then also just like still having new moments with a new person and still being able to feel things that I've forgotten or things I've never felt before. And honestly, it's exciting. It's new, it's scary, and sometimes, like, I, I get fearful about, like, where this is going to go and, like, what if if I develop this relationship again? Will I get hurt? Will I get hurt like I did before? And I'm still processing that now. So sometimes I debate whether, like, this is the right thing to do. What I'm doing right now. And sometimes I feel guilty about... How there's this really like really really good woman that is invested in me and wants to be with me or like has this like sensibility that she wants to be around me and I'm still like going to see this woman in like province and like see how that goes you know so there's a lot of things that are on my mind but I 
I think I also just have to be like really honest with myself as a person, as a man, as just a human being on earth that like I, I gotta like work this shit out and go to my therapist and be honest because I, I just feel so ashamed like lying to her about like what I've been doing and saying one thing and then not practicing another and I even texted um, a prominent podcaster that um, like Travis from like We Still Like Each Other podcast like I was able to just talk to him for a couple minutes and get advice we were like talking about his merchandise and like the up and coming stuff and I got a sneak peek of like what his stuff and what him and his wife are doing and his family are doing and they it's exciting but I told him about like my ex and like what the situation was and he just gave me like some advice that I needed and felt it felt like a mature conversation that I needed like for a very long time and I don't know like I I feel like he's like an older brother figure or like some kind of like maternal figure that I I definitely needed when I was younger because even now like I'm realizing that a lot of the boys that are like coming to my school they're like trying to play with me because either their dad isn't present or they either lost them or they just don't have the motivation to do this with them. And that sucks to hear because I can I can see that certain families like had dads that were very present and were able to provide that for them. But even me realizing that my dad didn't do that all the time kind of fucked me up like as a young boy and and growing up as a young man that like I I always wanted to play catch with like my dad and he 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 really wasn't always there to do that and um um I felt a sense of failure of him like protecting me from like my mom and um talked about that with like my sister and um I'm like crying as I'm like talking about it or tearing up at least and how I felt like my dad failed as a parent when he wasn't acknowledging the situations that my mom was like beating me and my sisters and I felt abandoned I felt lost. And it fucking hurt so bad. And... Those moments are what bleed into what hardens you. And what makes you trust certain people or what makes you trust within yourself because you don't want to be that person and in doing so when you run away from those feelings those dark thoughts those dark moments or even the little subtle stuff that you don't realize is going to fuck you up later in life
it what it's what makes you create these decisions you didn't realize that you could be doing or what you are doing that could hurt your future like me bottling up my emotions because I used to like be rageful and angry as a young young kid and start yelling at my mom when she she yelled back at me but she would beat me senseless so I like I was younger and smaller so and then I bottled stuff up and then when it came time to express myself I just didn't want to do it I had a hard time doing it with my friends I had a hard time doing it in relationships and then fucked that stuff up too. And it made me passive aggressive and petty and bitchy and really like vindictive towards people who really I felt like wronged me or I misinterpreted it as wronging and then made myself into an asshole in doing so. So it's like a lot of things involved. And I have to keep that in mind now, like with these kids is like, I don't want to disappoint them or fuck them up either. Because I know like my tone can be like terrifying with a a child like that. And that's the last thing I want to do is like run away from these experiences that I have with my mother and like my father and then have this Oedipus thing where I become everything like my parents that I didn't want to be, you know? Because I'm realizing like I have the anger and the bottle upness and the shame that like my mother had where she knew that the stuff that she was doing was wrong, but she was too ashamed to admit responsibility, apologize or do anything as such. So it really fucked up, like, the way I felt towards women and how some relationships before even, like, my most recent ex, like, these women would cheat on me and I just let it happen because I was just familiar with being, like, pushed around in a relationship. And then even one of my exes physically beat me And I was okay with that because my mother did that. It was familiar. Like my therapist says, it's familiar to you. You go to what is familiar. And that's not something that you should be doing when it comes to creating a life with somebody that you want to be with for the rest of your life. You want to be with someone who you can grow old with, someone you can grow as a person, someone you can be around and not have to feel a sense of chaos, especially when you were a child raised in moments of chaos and expect that this is what love is and this is what, what it's meant to be. You're supposed to be in a sense of grounding. Someone who can check you when you say stupid shit. Someone who can guide you when you feel lost. 
when you feel sad, when you feel depressed, you, they can lift you up again. And someone that you're, that someone can push you to do better and to do greater things. And doing those things for yourself, not for your partner necessarily. You can always do stuff for your partner, but not everything for your partner. You can't invest in everything and expect a payout to happen socially in that relationship you have to develop this for yourself because you are you in, internally at least me you have to like fill that in and you're not going to fill that in all the time you're just going to have to just day by day feed your soul in a way by doing these like small goals small tasks towards things in life that you're looking forward to and completing because eventually, like an achievement is going to feel like a gold medal on a table, you know. You got it achieved, but like, what's the next thing? So, you you really want to be around someone that can just be there for you. And push you to do things that you are uncomfortable with, but still have a sense of peace in mind that they're going to be there for you no matter what. And that does not mean develop this toxic ride-or-die complex that the media, movies, TV shows tell you to do in like certain relationships that you see where, oh, you get, we got to ride this out for the, our child. Oh, you got to ride this out with me because we're meant to be together. Like, that's so fucked up to say. And there's such a, like, romanticism of that and seeing it in shows. And then you see that in real life. It's fucked. <clears throat> so I'm going to take a break. I'm going to a little interlude. And then I'm going to catch back on other thoughts other than this. Because I felt like I got sidetracked. <laughs> so we'll be back in a minute. So I'm back. I took a little swig of water. And now we're going to go over some of our notes. Let's see. Oh, yeah. So today I actually got like a nice call from like an old coworker of mine from my, my previous job. And I was pretty psyched to hear it because I kind of figured like what was going to happen. And I'm so happy because they invited me to do Thanksgiving and last year was amazing. And they had bomb ass food and I got to gamble a little bit for like the first time in like a social setting. And like everyone there was just like such a like a, a good personality, like everyone had a welcoming energy and it was super peaceful and like i'm looking really forward to it i'm like even thinking of like drinks in mind just to like drop it off as a present just for the party involved you know and i don't know like there is such a peaceful energy like when i get there and like even like my coworker has like a very like maternal motherly kind of like figure 
And I think that I, I just like my soul feeds for that, you know, like something that I felt was very absent, not even very, just like extremely absent within my life early on. So, and it's like a healthy relationship. It's not like I'm sexualizing this person. It's just like this healthy maternal relationship that, um, she checked up on me and asked if I was going to put myself near that party and like just have a good time you know so I'm like really looking forward to that and she's gonna like shoot me the information and we just like caught up with life and just like shoot the shit with like (laughs) everything that was happening with like my old boss and like what she's been going through and how that's been going and how other coworkers of my older coworkers of mine have been like going about my old boss so it was it was nice to hear from her and i was always just like very happy to like just you know just catch up with stuff like that cuz sometimes i feel like i i go in and out with like friends and family that like come into my life go out you know And I do such a poor job of, like, keeping that consistent engagement and communication, you know. I just want to get better at that. And as I'm getting older, I'm realizing that, like, if once you find, like, your group of people, like, you should really just, like, like, pay for those experiences. Like, not even, like, like, monetize it, but just, like, really invest in those experiences because the payout socially and, like, emotionally physically all that stuff is so worth it because i still remember how amazing that thanksgiving was just from all the people alone and like just how fun it was um so i'm like really looking forward to that and then i also wanted to discuss like the educational aspects of like what i'm teaching in my class so like at the school right now i'm focusing on a more serious topic of matter and I wanted to focus on Guernica by Paulo Picasso um, which is more about the civil war that was happening between um, two Spanish parties in Spain that was near World War II Um, more of a loyal like it was like a division of who was gonna like side with the Nazis at World War Two and people who were rebelling against it. So Picasso was able to like capture a bombing that happened with German planes coming by and bombing the town of Guernica, hence the name um, of his painting. And it's this massive, massive painting, like mural size of this black and white contorted fucked up mixed motions and of wrath and fury and anger and frustration and sadness and it make you it makes you feel concealed and suffocated all at once while still being expansive and large and extraordinary to see um and it, like, really takes you out and, it, like, captures the essence of war in, like, one image. Especially during that time where war was still not really approachable. 
and thought that everyone knew about war. It's a human thing to happen, but um, no one was able to like really ex- experience it the way um, Picasso was able to portray it with like the contorted style of like what he was painting and really capture the essence of like what he was seeing and make people uncomfortable even years from now. So what I wanted to do based on Guernica was create some kind of cardboard mural, a painting of all the kids experiences from like 2020 leading up to now. So we were brainstorming. I had them do on like a giant notepad, like a brainstorming sheet of what they saw in the Guernica painting and then like what they can translate into the new um, painting that they could interpret. So I have one of the kids that's leading it right now. She um, was able to experience her own thoughts into it. And then one of the boys in the class actually brought up like a really chaotic and interesting story where she, he, um, during the pandemic, he like when masks are already being worn and all that stuff he remember he i remember him telling me that he had a moment where he was in the house his own home and some intruder broke through i think he rushed through the door it must have been open by accident or like they must have left it just out of comfort of someone just to open it up quickly um an intruder broke through the house and ran through and he apparently had a gun and he was on the run he shoved this student of mine's grandmother and like left i think ran upstairs or ran out out the door and um the boy i was teaching told me that hit like cops ran through there saying that they were looking for a guy they already had their guns out they were like wondering where he was just making sure that they were okay but also wondering if they were in on it and like if he ran upstairs or ran outside so i'm in like just it was just a lot for this child to like really process at such a young age because even like this boy just being like i don't know like maybe eight seven to eight years old i think he's maybe like eight or nine now but he's probably like six or seven and then processing all of that like that's a lot to handle and then seeing a lot of the kids give perspective on like what the future withholds for them um and i asked that question too like i wanted to see like what these kids see in the future of like will covid still be prominent will it still exist even after like 2023 going on to 2025 like will we still be doing this or do you feel like it's yes or no and then some of the kids said yes some of the kids said no some said maybe they just don't know like how people will interact with each other so i was able to like really open up like a good conversation with everybody and how everyone interacted at that time like some of the kids brought up like how they did zoom calls and google meets and um teams and stuff like how they interacted and socialized during this time at such a young age is so different from mine or like anyone else that grew up from like the early 2000s and stuff so it's interesting seeing how this affects their brains and the way they interact with people so i don't know i just 
thought it was super interesting. Um, and then even today I did, I talked about this with like my client that I see on the weekends and he's on the autism spectrum. So he, like, I just wanted to work with him and check in with him because his mother approached me through text and said that like his depression has been like affecting the classes he's been taking. Um, like he takes a sculpture class and she's worrying that it's getting more concerning for what he's doing and um he was just like avoiding a lot of stuff and I remember him opening this up to me a lot more um and being honest about it but I could definitely tell he's like very anxious and anxiety filled to like tell this to his mother so I I told his mother like on a whim like figuring that she knew that but she did not know um so I was glad I was able to notify her in a way so I'm hoping that he eventually approaches her with like his honest opinion on like how he feels about this class and honestly I didn't tell her the part that he wanted to drop out so I can at least give him time to like consider that and like rethink it if he really wanted to or not um because I just don't want to be responsible for, like, a child's education. I wouldn't even say it a child. This is a full-grown adult. But for the sake of the conversation, like, th- this family was still, like, withholding this information that, like, he's a child. But, like, he's, he's like, a 30-something-year-old man, you know. But it doesn't really matter. I just want to be able to help. But you can definitely tell that his anxiety and his depression have affected like the way he portrays his art and the way he um carries his work ethic because it seems like the motivation isn't there to go and work for himself he's still living in his parents home um his brother is super supportive but like I still feel like he is comfortable with his brother enough to not really find that motivation that he needs so even seeing that within my client and previous clients before that have like no motivation all just because of the neurological aspect, I like, I really push myself to like really work on like what is productive today. And, um, I was glad I was able to have a productive conversation about Guernica with him too. And able to find like a five minute video just to catch his attention and like correlate it to the conversations he's having with like projects he wants to do where he wants to do like an animation project and like critiquing and like giving him helpful advice on like what his project is trying to do and like what he's trying to do with his own kind of thing you know so I'm I'm pretty hyped to do that with him and work it out and I brought my own notepad and like anything that was like productive for me just to write stuff down because I used to like bring in a whole fucking spiral notebook and it wasn't always helpful and it was just another thing to carry so now I bring like this little notepad thing like blues clues practically and a pen so I can just write quick notes if I have something that's on my mind and I don't feel like writing it on my phone because it's like the typing aspect I can always pull that notepad out, write it quickly, and then just go from there. And then I can scan it, type it in later. I already know it's there. So, yeah. I'm trying to think if there's anything else that's on my mind that's 
prod and we're picking away um, not at the moment other than like I had like this huge huge sense of like productivity lately um, and how like I I just want to like be productive a lot a lot a lot a lot just because of the app I have like this Todoist app is like really pushing me to like do life goals and like what um, projects are to me and like what I want to do next like I already have like plans for like my uh, clothing line like my next gallery appearance like when I get that done my podcast consistency I have actually dates written out so my new format from now on will be every Saturday at least I'll be recording and hopefully by Sunday I will be able to publish or within that same Saturday I will publish these episodes um, and then I have been considering researching on interior design and like what programs were required to do so so I can maybe upgrade my pay level and also just go somewhere different where I can lead and um, use like my artistic eye in a different way so I'm going to research that invest maybe like two to three months maybe four even just to like really work it out and hopefully get out of the situation I have with like my current work position uh, and then I have a board game I'm working on along with a card game that's different um, my memoir that I want to do and then I have a documentary I plan on the future um, and like learning how to do certain filming skills getting adobe software to like learn the editing process like because i already have a sense of that like basic wise but really developing it to a point where i can exercise that and then include a team and go from there and then um i'm creating like a watch design which is super cool and like learning about how horology works like but like which is funny on paper but just like um how the functioning of that could work and then even just like um the idea of like creating my own like classy wine and like how that would work and like helping my dad create his own beer because that's been a project that's in his mind and a passion project how to do my own weed and like learning that um and then other goals in mind like i want to get a new job like for at least 2023 to 2024 i want to get a new job um an apartment i have like stuff listed down for that i want to get like a roth ira um for like fidelity and like other stuff like that um and hopefully get an account working or not even it doesn't even have to be fidelity or like some kind of i i just want to like learn how to invest properly and help that out and like make some money in the long term um pay off my school loans um once i get my car officially there i'm gonna get to the gym more consistently and then i plan to do an nyc trip like some kind of new york city trip um whether i'm with um a partner or some kind of girl at some point or if it's just by myself because I'm honestly just considering by myself, you know, just to, like, keep up with that consistency of being independent and um, working on, like, what needs to be done um, idealistically. That's not even a word. Ideally. <sighs> what else? Life goals. Um, I want to own a home. 
I want to make a gallery appearance. I want to do like at least five years successfully investing, get a firearm license, make a beer and wine. <coughs> I want to travel to Ireland. I want to travel to the Caribbean, like especially like the Dominican Republic. And then I want to like work on my Spanish, like and get really fluent at some point, you know, so I at least can like travel like South America or like other countries that speak that language too. Love to go to Japan. That's another one I should write down. So let me write that down right now. Sorry, you're you're gonna ride the whole trip with me. <laughs> and then um Yeah, like I have like a no contact rule thing with like my ex and stuff where I just like I list down like month by month of like how I'm gonna approach this. I have a Christmas list thing that has like subcategories and lists. Like I just this has been, like, really, really helpful for me to, like, approach big, 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 big things like this, along with, like, financial stuff. Like, I have to keep track for my teaching business, for, like, my clients, um, how to fill in taxes. So I have to research that, work that out, hopefully get help with that, and make it a lot easier for me so the IRS doesn't come after me. <laughs> Because even with this podcast, like, I'm, I don't even want to get money from this just because it's another task for me to do and another fucking piece of paper to file. So it's honestly worth not getting a profit sometimes just because I can just do this freely without having to worry someone listening or not, you know. Um, so I'm just going to do that from now on. Um, but... Honestly, I kind of just said everything I needed to say tonight. Um, I kind of emptied my tank. I'm looking forward to seeing girl number one. And then I'm going to see girl number two and um, in my hotel, at least like for like one of the weekends that's coming up. Um, so... At least for, like, one night, and then I think the other one, I'm probably just going to sit by myself and, like, maybe explore Boston, go to a museum, do something, I don't know, just, like, something for myself, or, like, I don't know, I'll fucking figure it out, you know, like, I'll I'll do that, or even just, like, do a podcast thing, you know, um, but yeah, so, I think we can wrap this up, I hope everything is good, I hope everyone is finding peace amongst the chaos of the pandemic and everything that's going on. Um, yeah. Hope you do well. Hope you're okay. Have a good night. Have a good day. Have a good morning. Afternoon. I don't even give a fuck. I'll see you later. Next Saturday. Next Sunday. Bye, guys. <laughs>